Ready to break free from algorithms, vanity PR, and money-sucking ads? My name's Larissa Worstiak, and I've learned in seven years of jewelry marketing that content is the crown jewel. My agency, Joy Joya, takes a holistic approach, leading with laser-focused storytelling, impactful content creation, and strategic content distribution. This method has worked for the solopreneur as well as the multi-million dollar company. And now I'm sharing these systems and tactics with you. Here's to standing out in the sea of sparkle. Welcome to episode 243. In this episode, we're diving deep into the world of content distribution. Have you ever wondered what exactly distribution means and why it's so crucial for your content? We're going to uncover the secrets that will take your brand to the next level. Throughout this year, we've been working so hard to equip you with the tools for success. In my recent episodes, I've shared invaluable tips on creating impactful content for your jewelry brand. We've explored how content can boost your brand's visibility, generate better search engine results, and attract your ideal customers. But here's the thing, creating content is just the beginning. To truly harness its power, you need to make it work for you. Crafting a piece of content requires effort and creativity. So if you're gonna go through all that, it's essential to maximize its potential. And that's where the magic really happens. By effectively distributing your content across various channels like email marketing and social media marketing, then you unlock its true marketing potential. So get ready to learn how to supercharge your marketing efforts through content distribution. I'll be covering what is content distribution? What are my favorite methods of content distribution that are accessible for most jewelry business owners? And how can you amplify your jewelry marketing content to really get the most from it? If you're new to this podcast, you should know from now through July of this year, I'm offering a free six-month podcast-guided program called Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart, which involves weekly audio and video lessons as well as companion PDF downloads for each new episode. If you haven't already signed up, visit joyjoya.com slash jump. You can access all the previous worksheets. There are like 17 right now from the beginning of the year with so much content, bonus resources, private video walkthroughs. There's so much there. I highly recommend you stop waiting and sign up right now at joyjoya.com slash jump. But before we get to the solid gold, I wanna tell you about a very exciting opportunity that's open for independent jewelry brands based in the US. Joy Joy is offering a grant that could take your business to new heights. We're giving away six months of free digital marketing services worth $12,000 to one lucky brand, and the chosen recipient will also have the opportunity to share their business and marketing journey with Joy Joya podcast listeners and be spotlighted as our best case study yet. 
To qualify, your business must have been operating for at least three years, have an e-commerce website on Shopify, an active Instagram presence, be engaged in email marketing, and have Google Analytics connected to your website. You must also be willing to be transparent about your business with our podcast listeners and viewers. If you want to apply, act act very quickly by June 2nd, review all the requirements and make sure you're a good fit at joyjoya.com slash grant. That's where you'll find the application. Do not miss out on this exceptional opportunity. Again, applications are only open through June 2nd joyjoya.com slash grant, and you can also find that link in the show notes. Okay, my sparklers, let's get into the next installment of Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart, which is all about content distribution and how it will supercharge your marketing. Say goodbye to the days when you weren't sure what to say in your email campaigns or what to include in yet another social media post and say hello to consistency, creativity, richness, and a wealth of marketing assets that you can repurpose again and again. You should also know that this episode has a complimentary PDF worksheet. It's free. It's more in-depth even than what I talk about here. Visit joyjoya.com jump to access it. So first, let us tackle the question, what is content distribution? Because that's what we're talking about today. Well, I want you to think of it as the ultimate way to promote and share your amazing content with your audience. It's truly like grabbing a megaphone and shouting your captivating stories from the rooftops, making sure that your intended intended audience actually sees and pays attention to all of that. So you're in the ring fighting for attention in that crowded marketplace, and you've got to believe in the value that your content brings and know that the right people will absolutely be thrilled to experience it. You just have to make sure they hear and see it. It's kind of like that age-old philosophical question, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it actually make a sound? Hmm. If you're going to move forward with content and putting all this time, effort, creativity, resources into that content, then you need to make sure it actually gets noticed and seen making an impact. Otherwise, it's just going to be like that tree falling in the forest with no one there to see or hear it. Even if you've been checking out Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart since the beginning of this year, you're diligently following all the tips, rocking out your content marketing game, scoring some solid traffic through Google search. If you're doing all of that, but your existing fans and customers aren't getting their hands on those juicy stories and valuable bits of information, then honestly, what is the point? It's all about making sure your content reaches the right ears on all platforms and makes a real impact on all fronts. You really want to squeeze all of the juice out of this orange (laughs) or whatever fruit. So 
Here's another beautiful thing about content distribution. It brings some much needed structure to your digital marketing efforts. We have all been there, struggling to come up with fresh ideas for our emails or social media posts, especially when your emails and posts are only focused on selling all the time and you're asking again and again your target audience to do something for you. Buy this, attend this event, use this code. You know the drill. You're always asking people to do something. And for those people who do follow you, it can start feeling kind of selfish and one-dimensional. And you don't want people to be exhausted by all of your selling-focused content. And that's where content marketing really comes to the rescue, my sparklers. It's a golden opportunity to give more provide value, and just overall empower you with so much more to talk about so that you're not just going back to those tried and true, buy this shop now, give me your credit card number. Okay, so what are my favorite methods of content distribution that I think are really accessible for most jewelry business owners? Let us start with email marketing. Truly one of my favorites lately. I love email marketing, but nothing grinds my gears more than getting an email from a jewelry brand or really any brand that I'm subscribed to. And I only get an email from them like once every few months or just every once in a while, very infrequently because they have a new product or collection to promote, or they want you to come to an event. It feels so much like a quote unquote friend who only reaches out to you when they need a favor and you happen to have something that they need or want. And I know that you know that person that I'm talking about. And these brands that email so infrequently They're kind of like that, friend. So please don't be that jewelry brand. I promise you're not annoying subscribers by emailing them regularly. Think of it more as providing a service and being a good friend when you stay in regular touch through your content. Marketing is all about building and maintaining good relationships and only emailing your subscribers when you want them to buy every once in a while is frankly very rude and not being a good friend to them. And if you don't know what to say in your emails, distribute your content. Let them know you have a new blog post that may be of interest to them. And in that email, just give them a teaser of what the content of that blog post is. Do you have like a shopping quiz that you want to share? Put that, put the link to that in the email. Do you have new stories or behind the scenes information about your products and collections? Share that with them. Whatever it is, use your content calendar, your master content calendar, along with your email calendar, and look for reasons to tell your story. But also remember that the email itself is not 
the content, but should serve as a teaser for content that lives on your website where you ultimately want them to go to shop, to learn more, to interact with you, whatever that may be. So don't give them the whole shebang in your email. They're only going to skim and glance at it anyway. Just tease them with the email, include a button with a call to action, and encourage them to take the next step, to make that micro commitment with your brand. So my next favorite mode of content distribution is social media marketing. So the things that I just said for email apply to social as well, except you're probably posting on social media more regularly than sending emails. That's assuming you're not sending daily or multiple times a day emails. So there's just more pressure with social media overall to come up with interesting content that just doesn't feel the same all the time. And I know that you feel that pressure. If you don't, then good for you. I wanna know your secrets and tips. So you have to remember that users of social media like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, all of them basically, they come to those platforms to be entertained, delighted, distracted. They're not coming there to shop, okay? I mean, maybe. Maybe they're coming with a purpose to find something. But I would say overall, most of the time, they're coming there to see something fun, delightful, distracting, interesting. So Sure, it's definitely as important as a jewelry brand to incorporate more sa- some some sales focused posts into your feed, but you want to balance those with value driven relationship building content. How do you do that? Well, with Instagram stories, for example, you can put links to your blog posts, to your styling guides, to your gift guides, or also put that link in bio. If you utilize Facebook in your social media strategy, make sure you're posting those links in captions and not just auto-sharing your Instagram posts that don't have links in the captions. For Pinterest, you can get super creative here and come up with multiple pins for just one piece of content. So for example, let's say you're doing a graduation gift guide, gifts for grads. You can put a number of different products in that gift guide and then create different pins featuring each one of those products with some text on the pin that say these are part of a graduation gift guide and have all of those pins, maybe five, six, however many products you wanna do, linking all of those back to the one gift guide. Also, If you're making long videos for your content, like let's say you do a five to 10 minute behind the scenes video or behind the product video, you can cut those long videos down to clips that you can reshare as Instagram reels or on TikTok. So email and social media are definitely my two favorite forms of content distribution, but here are a few others. So. One, in-person events. 
you could potentially say you're doing a trunk show or a pop-up or whatever kind of show that you do for your brand. You can have printed versions of your content, maybe little booklets. If you don't like print or you don't want to invest in print, you can have QR codes on, um, on your table or on your display that encourage people to go directly to those content assets online. Another form of content distribution would be wholesale partners. So if you do have partners and sell your jewelry through uh, wholesale, you could share with those partners your content assets, especially if you have great relationships with them or even if you wanna build better relationships with them and you have educational, inspirational, styling tips type of content Sharing that with your retail partners, they could potentially give those things to their salespeople to help them in the store talk about your products with customers and really just build better relationships overall. You know, help them help you. Another form of content distribution would be collabs and partnerships. So if you work with influencers, they can also share your content to their audience. If you have brand partners, you can work together perhaps on a collaborative piece of content that you both share to your respective audiences. And finally, PR. So if you do happen to already engage in PR and you have a strategy for that, or even if you're doing some like DIY local PR with local publications, you can share your content as story-worthy opportunities for publication. So in lieu of like a more traditional press release, if there's something that feels really story-worthy or newsworthy, and you've already created a piece of content around that, you could potentially share that with publications and maybe they'll be interested in it and wanna expand on it or include that in um, in their own content calendars. So now that you know about a lot of different ways to distribute your content, how can you really amplify your content to ensure that you're getting the most from it? First and foremost, be super consistent and build this distribution into your content calendar. So maybe you choose, let's say one day every week, that's just about distributing your content rather than promoting products and being more sales focused or sales oriented. Also, big missed opportunity that I see, don't forget your evergreen content. So if you're always just looking for opportunities to distribute the latest and greatest, the newest content that you make, you could be missing opportunities to go back and update old content that's still relevant, like let's say going back to the grad gifts for grad gift guide, maybe you made one last year that simply needs to be updated and refreshed for this year and you can repurpose it for the current year rather than just like reinventing the wheel all the time. And the more committed you become to content marketing and you invest in it, the more you'll build and grow in your evergreen content library that you can keep pulling from in the future, thus enriching all your marketing and storytelling efforts. 
If it makes sense for you and you're able to do it, try engaging with user-generated content so you can encourage your audience to create and share similar content, maybe per a theme or a prompt that you give them, and then repost and highlight that user-generated content or UGC on your social platforms, your website, in your email campaigns, giving credit to the creators. And that just helps build social proof and again, amplify the content efforts that you are already doing yourself. If you're a jewelry brand that potentially has a niche target audience or you are able to target a niche community, you can identify and participate in online communities, forums, or groups, in-person groups that are specific to these niche markets related to your products and sharing your content with them and maybe even getting ideas back from them to, to further build that sense of community and become a true member of that community. And lastly, you wanna make sure you're monitoring and optimizing your performance. So continuously analyze the performance of all your content distribution efforts. You're gonna wanna track metrics like engagement, website traffic, conversions, your social media insights, and then use this data to refine your strategies as you go forward so that you're focusing on the channels that are really giving you the best outcomes and then keep refining your content to meet your audience's needs and preferences. That's it about content distribution for now. Much more to come in future episodes. We're gonna like start to really focus in on these content distribution methods like email marketing, like social media marketing, and get super specific. So go to joyjoya.com jump to get the PDF worksheet for this episode, to get all the previous ones, and to make sure you don't miss anything in this series. Before we get into the gold mine, as well as my jewelry marketing news roundup, I wanna share a case study of a jewelry brand that I think embodies the principles that I talk about in this podcast. All right, so these are my thoughts about how I'd apply everything I talk about to a jewelry brand in the wild. And just as a disclaimer, this brand's not my client, so I don't have any insider information, just sharing my observations and really my admiration. So today's case study is Polly Wales. This is a fine jewelry brand that's known for its cast not set pieces. And they say, quote, they defy the status quo without restraint. This case study is pretty short and sweet. It's about a recent email campaign that the Polly Wales brand sent. And if you want to see it, I'll put a link to a screenshot that I took of the email in the show notes. So the subject line of this email was NYC, check. Where should we visit next? So they're sending this email with the purpose of asking their subscribers where they should do an in-person pop-up trunk show or other event next. And so the text of this email says, the city that never sleeps also joyously embraces rebellion. Nothing quite like a weekend visiting far away friends. And the call to action button says, 
tell us where to travel. And when you click on that button, it opens a Google form that invites you to say, where should we haul our molten gold gem encrusted goodies next? And then you, the recipient of this, can be as specific as you like and suggest a place for the Polly Wales brand to do their next in-person event. I love this because I think getting your email subscribers involved in choosing the location for your next trunk show or pop-up shop is a super smart move. It shows your subscribers that their opinions matter and it helps create a sense of community around the brand. Plus, when you ask for input, it really helps ensure that you're catering to those people's preferences and interests. When you engage your subscribers this way, you're way more likely to attract an enthusiastic audience that's more interested in what you have to offer them. So I would say, don't hesitate to ask your subscribers things like where you should set up shop or what color way should you do next or what theme should you pursue for your next collection. I would say their input could be key to a successful outcome and definitely the start or the continuation of meaningful customer relationships. So what do you think? Let me know in a podcast review or YouTube comment. Okay, let's get into the goldmine. If you've been following this podcast, you know the goldmine is a segment of this podcast that's a little bit more of a personal take from me about topics like entrepreneurship, success, mindset, growth. And if you're new to this podcast, well, that's what you have to look forward to. So Today's goldmine is dedicated to those of you sparklers out there who sometimes feel discouraged or question if your jewelry business journey will ultimately lead to success. I've had countless conversations with jewelry entrepreneurs who share these doubts, especially because your designs are so deeply intertwined with your identity, with your creativity. It's kind of hard not to take things personally when something seems like it's not working out for you or there's like a slow period or negative feedback or whatever challenge you come up with. And then questions like, is there actually a market for my jewelry? Do I have a place in this competitive industry? are super common among business owners, not just in jewelry, but really in any industry, no matter no matter what they're selling. But the reality is that running a business is <laughs> never going to be a smooth ride. If you need to be convinced of that or reminded of that, I definitely recommend the podcast, How I Built This, which is all about interviews with entrepreneurs from different industries and their journeys, and nothing is ever perfect for these people. And it will remind you that you also will experience moments of excitement when everything feels like it's falling into place. You'll be feeling on top of the world at those times, but there will also be slower times when it feels like nothing is happening, whether that's a dry spell unresponsive retailers, a decline in social media engagement. You'll face challenges, periods of uncertainty where you just don't know what to do next. And those times, 
can be really disheartening. You may even consider giving up or scaling back your business temporarily when you feel that way. And I personally totally get that. During the early years of my own business, Joy Joya, I often let external factors dictate how I was feeling about my business. So if things were going well, I was happy. Everything's great. I love my business. I'm going to be successful. It's way easy to have a positive mindset when everything's working out for you. But if they slowed down or like people weren't responding to my emails or I had like a challenging relationship business-wise that I needed to work through, then in those moments, I really like hardcore doubted my business's potential for success. It was like I just let these unpredictable tides of things way outside of my control affect my mood in a really like impactful way. It's like being a boat tossed around in the ocean and you're just at the mercy of the weather. You're at the mercy of the waves. And that can be so chaotic to have a business that way, to like change so drastically how you feel about your business based on just like the quote unquote weather, like what is happening in the world. It could be economic factors. It could just be bad luck, whatever. But over time, I've really come to realize that I can't let external factors have such a profound impact on my determination and my desire to do what I'm doing. And pretty recently, I would say last year, I was listening to some podcast. I wish I could remember which one it was. They have was a guest. And they shared this really powerful insight that honestly changed my perspective so much on this. I'm just going to paraphrase this in my own words because, of course, they don't remember exactly what the person said. So no matter what is happening around me, I will never give up on my business and I will never give up on myself. And having that unshakable belief renders everything else irrelevant. So I will never give up on my business and I will never give up on myself. It doesn't matter what else is happening. This is a great affirmation to tell yourself if you struggle with the things that I just talked about. And it will help you not be so like wildly swayed or have really intense emotions about your business when really things that you cannot control are impacting or even hindering all your efforts and all the hard work and you put into your business and the dreams that you have about your business. And when I heard those words from that podcast that now I can't remember what it was, a wave of peace like truly washed over me. I realized that I'm not going to give up on myself. And having that knowledge is such a source of strength. It doesn't matter what storms come my way. It's a regular affirmation, again, that I recommend for you if you feel this way. And I remind myself that I can control my actions, my reactions, my behavior, and that in the past, I've proven to myself I have the resilience to overcome any challenge. 
And that's so comforting when things feel like they're not going my way. So if you're not yet at a place where you fully believe in yourself and believe that like you're not going to give up on your business and you're not going to give up on yourself, there are definitely ways that you can start showing yourself that you have your own back. You can begin by following through on little promises that you make to yourself. So for example, if you set aside Mondays for marketing or marketing planning, but in the past you're like kind of wishy-washy about it or you procrastinate, try sticking to that commitment consistently for several months. Or you can even do like a smaller habit. Maybe you just want to send an email once a month, but like you can't always get around it. Well, promise yourself that you're going to do this one little small thing. Follow through on that promise over time And your confidence and your belief in this that you are committed to your business and like nothing's going to shake you from that because you follow through on your own promises, your attitude is going to change so much. And you will be able to remember that no matter what happens externally, you have the power to maintain that inner resolve. So this is all about believing in yourself trusting in your abilities, and demonstrating your commitment through consistent actions, which will just feed those previous two things I just said. And those storms may rage. There's going to be those ups and downs, but you're going to weather them because you're going to have that unwavering belief in yourself. And then success will soon be within your reach if it's not already. So what do you think about that? Does it resonate with you? Tell me in a YouTube comment or podcast review, and I'd love to know your thoughts. Okay, let's get into the news roundup where I share three relevant articles related to jewelry or marketing. This first one comes directly from the Amazon website, and it's about a new feature program they're launching called Amazon Inspire. So the online shopping experience is about to get even more personalized, and Amazon is pioneering the way in this space. Their recently launched Amazon Inspire is an in-the-app shopping feed that's personalized with shoppable photos and videos. It has kind of like a TikTok format and vibe, and using it is kind of like using TikTok. So if you want to see it or start using it to get a better idea of what's going on, you would just download the Amazon shopping app, which you probably already have on your phone. And then to access it, you want to make sure you're logged in, select the light bulb icon at the bottom of the navigation bar. And when you do it at first, it will ask you to choose from more than 20 interests like makeup, skincare, pets, gaming, much more than that. And that helps initially personalize your Inspire feed and the content that gets delivered to you. And then as you scroll and engage with this feed, then you can shop and get ideas for how to wear and use different products. You can access reviews, add things to your carts. It's currently available to all customers in the US and also... Customers, influencers, and brands can submit product reviews 
photos and videos and more information. So my main takeaway is who knows if people will be into this <laughs> and not just not just isolated to Amazon. I know Amazon's doing this, but I think this is going to be a trend that gets rolled out in other ways. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, most people are going on platforms like TikTok, like Instagram to be entertained. And then they kind of find new products as an accidental byproduct of that. So the question is then, will people go on Inspire just to learn about new products? Maybe, who knows? Maybe it will even change the entire shopping and product discovery experience. But overall, I think it's super interesting to see the ways that Amazon is innovating the customer experience and delivering content, or at least trying to deliver content that's aligned with the self-reported interests of the user. The next article comes from a Cosmopolitan, and it's called 1-800-Flowers.com just launched an AI-powered program that makes one-of-a-kind poems and songs. This is totally not related to jewelry at all, but I thought this example was just such a fun intersection of content, of AI, of customer experience, which we've spent so much time talking about on this podcast. So right before Mother's Day, the flower delivery service 1-800-Flowers.com launched an AI-powered experience called 1-800-Flowers.com Momverse, and it creates original poems and songs for moms, but they'll continue repurposing this tool for other holidays and for other recipients besides moms. So it's a chat GPT-powered composer, and when you're buying flowers as a user, you can access this exclusively on the site. And I think it's super fun because, one, it addresses a problem I have. I don't know if you've ever gone to send flowers to someone and then you have the little option to write a note to accompany your flower arrangement, and I am always stuck and lost for words. So this can help you and in a really fun and playful way. I think this is a great idea for elevating the customer experience, making shopping for flowers feel less like annoying and just confusing. Um, I think a lot of people dread thinking what to write for that little note. And then to create this unique poem you would just identify the person who for whom it's intended, list three per things that person likes, choose a format, and then it creates a fun and playful poem for you. And then you're able to share that if you want or email it directly from the website or repurpose it, whatever you want. It's a free service. It can be used for anyone for any occasion. My main takeaway is this is so fun. It makes the process of sending flowers a little less boring and intimidating. It establishes 1-800-Flowers as a brand that wants you to have fun with gifting because gifting should be fun. And what does this have to do with jewelry? I think buying jewelry as a gift can be super intimidating. So maybe just thinking outside of the box of how to bridge the gap between those customers who theoretically want to buy jewelry, but don't often shop for jewelry, feel intimidated by everything around gifting. Let's think of creative ways to make this more accessible 
and fun for people. And then the last article comes from Marketing Dive, and it's called Google Starts Testing Generative AI in Search, Ads Included. So search, searching in Google, is going to change very soon with AI technology. And Google is already testing generative AI in search. And what that means is that it will bring significant changes to the user experience, to how products are displayed in Google, and even with advertising. So when you add an element of AI to search or have an AI-powered search, what it does is it tries to answer your query, your the thing you enter into Google into more detail um, and provide follow-up suggestions, give some more information, be a little bit more helpful rather than just displaying pages and pages of search results that you ultimately have to comb through to determine what's reliable, what's actually going to answer my question, which of these is like fake news, what can I depend on? AI will seek to kind of make your search experience a little more seamless, a little easier. And so Google is striving to catch up with competitors that are already adopting this generative AI in search. In addition, AI-powered e-commerce is an area where Google sees potential advantages utilizing the Google Shopping Graph to offer users of Google Search more personalized recommendations. My main takeaway, I don't really have an action item for you at this time. I'm just really curious to see what Google does with generative AI in search. It will likely make the search experience more personalized and provide opportunities for e-commerce brands looking to reach their target audience. Well, that's it for this episode today. Did you have any questions about Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart? Again, if you want to sign up, that's joyjoya.com jump. If you want to chat with me, you can always send me an email. That's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're completely new to digital marketing, then you'll want to purchase and read a copy of my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy. Visit joyjoya.com book for more information. 